to the Content Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Lucy Mert, founder of Method Marketing. And this week, I'm chatting to Joe Glover, founder of the Marketing Meetup and Empath Marketing. We discuss why empathy is so important for marketing and its multiple benefits to your campaigns. Before we get started, I should probably mention that there are a couple of issues with the audio due to glitchy Wi-Fi, but the content should be perfectly understandable within the context. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here with Joe Glover, uh, arguably one of the nicest people in marketing, um, to talk to him about empathy in content marketing. So, hi Joe. Hi, uh, how's it going? Could you just uh, tell people a bit more about who you are and what it is you do? Sure. So, hi everyone, Uh, I'm Joe. Um, I run a company called The Marketing Meetup and I also have an agency called Empath Marketing. Um, The Marketing Meetup started three years ago. Uh, It was just very much about bringing together a place where marketers could uh, connect with one, each, one another and learn together. But layered into that is this whole idea that networking env- environments are terrifying and it's not a nice place to be. And, and, you know, people generally speaking, they're quite predatory in the sense that they're there for business, 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 you know, not there for the human beings in front of them. So uh, I just started an event very much on a whim, very much for a hobby. Um, with the hope of being able to find people who sort of shared that idea that we could look after each other in business and still get ahead and still learn together. I didn't expect it to go anywhere, but shortly after. So in the next 12 months, we'll be running 140 events and uh, with about 11,500 members in the group. Um, Empath Marketing came off as an offshoot of that now, uh, which is very much about um starting with empathy and starting with a customer and and we're, we're using an associate model so we'll be le- very much leveraging the folks in the marketing meetup community to sort of come together on projects as and when they come in mm-hmm. and uh very much united under a, a an ethos and um a similar mindset but also bringing their un- unique sort of quirks and, and creativity to to projects in what should hopefully be like a really exciting sort of way of working. Sounds great. (laughs) Um, And why did you decide on empath marketing as opposed to a different name? Well, you see, I say uh, empath. (laughs) Slightly Northern. Yeah, my dad's Northern, so (laughs) just bring that out of me. But um, (laughs) empath is um, motivated by two things. Uh, The first is a story and the second is sort of a a method. the story is that my mum is the world's most empathetic human being in the entire world. Um, I once remember walking into the kitchen and seeing her stood there and she was listening to the radio and she was crying and it didn't make any sense, but she was listening to the London marathon and she was just welling up and I said, you know, what's wrong? And she said, well, these people are just so amazing and they're trying so hard, <laughs> you know, and she was just like the ultimate sense of empathy, you know, that there's people there who are just running, you know, and, and, and doing something amazing. And, uh, you know, that, that was quite incredible to me. So empath is partly a homage to my mum. Yeah. Um, the, the second part of it is that as a marketeer, I think we spend far too much time focusing on the tactics. Uh, we, we think about PPC and SEO and Facebook ads and how to optimize and all these things. Mm-hmm. But what we really remember, which seems bonkers, is that the other end of all of our interactions is a human being. And ultimately, as marketers, we're just simply trying to solve a need, a problem, mm-hmm. or 
uh, improve the life of a human being the other side of our marketing so empath the reason why i started to come back with it uh, to, as an idea is empath is all marketing starts with empathy understanding your customer understanding their needs understanding their feelings and once you're able to understand them in, in in the true depth that you're able to walk into their shoes you're able to communicate with them in such a way where you're able to help them and, and you know really make it clear how you're able to improve their life mm. so the benefits really on both sides from that empathy human focused 100 percent. you know I, I think that's the joy about marketing really is that you know it's certainly the thing that i love about it is the thought that i'm improving someone else's life mm -hmm. you know i think that's where marketing probably gets a bad rap is where we look to manufacture a need but mm -hmm. where we're actually solving a real need and, and really helping someone on the other side that's amazing that's so cool you know you're just in a, a communications role where you're just improving someone else's life so uh yeah marketing's wicked when done right and uh, empath marketing seems to be the right way to do it too that sounds good to me um <laughs> are there any industries though that maybe you think it applies more to or do you think this applies to every industry because i know possibly some people might come back and go oh that's a bit you know <laughs> this is like wafty no, 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 of course of course it is but you know, I, do you think it applies to every industry absolutely it has to you know every every company that has the customer at the other end that mm. customer has a need and i should be you know i think people will um mistake empathy for being kind and uh, yeah. kindness isn't the same as empathy necessarily. It can be, you know, and, uh, you know, I certainly want to be treated with kindness in my interactions. Yeah. But, you know, actually the most beneficial thing for a lot of people, apologies, that's my, uh, <laughs> getting a FaceTime call. Um, in a lot of my interactions, um, you know, I don't care whether the company is kind to me or not. I care mm. that they can do the job right. You know, so as an example, someone like Ryanair, um, I don't care whether they like me or not. I care that they're going to get me on holiday quick, you know, yeah. and they're going to do it cheaply, you know, and, and that's, that's, uh, you know, an entirely different interaction. If I was mm -hmm. flying first class, yeah, I'd care, you know, that they treat me kindly and well. But I, I think empathy is more about understanding your customer. And if you're a, if you're a company, then uh, if you're not understanding your customer, then I don't know what you're doing with your marketing at all. I agree. I see that a lot in sort of the distinction between b2b and b2c that you know these are completely different spheres and they need completely different things i'm like well yeah but they're still people you know 100%. The, the business doesn't buy itself product or solutions <laughs> it buys you know it's a human that does it absolutely and arguably you know I'd, I'd probably say that more b2b marketers might be against that sort of fluffy sort of mm. stuff but arguably it's more important than the B2B environment because your interaction is more likely to be on sort of one-to-one -one basis. Yeah. So you can actually have that, that human relationship with someone, you know, and, and, uh, you know, get to know a hundred people really well. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's, that's even more focused rather than the opposite way, you know? Yeah. I suppose it also helps you get under the skin of that person and that business and what their challenges and needs are and how you fit in with that. 100% you know I, I think uh, you're so right I mean I think one of the things that a lot of B2B marketers will do is spend a lot of time trying to engage in ma mass you know mass mm. communications when yeah. really they're going to be having 30 40 people who really matter to their business over the course of a year 
And if they could establish who those 30, 40 people are and show them an experience that is out of this world rather than, you know, just like a bit crap, you know, and relying <laughs> on the same channels as everyone else, you know, I, I think, you know, not only would marketing, you not only would marketers have a better experience of engaging with their activity, but people mm. who are being engaged would have a far better opinion of the companies they're engaging with. Totally agree. <laughs> do you think it's scalable is there an element of empathy that is scalable beyond that 30 people to a wider audience 100 percent. but I, th I think at that stage you start wondering about things like personas mm -hmm. um i think you know whether you're dealing with 30 people or thirty thousand, you know you've got a target audience and that's sort of like the inbound outbound outbound approach you know so mm -hmm. for your inbound activity you might say i'm going to be targeting uh, these 30,000 people, I know that they roughly look like this. I know that their problems are roughly like this. Mm -hmm. And you can go at that from either direction. You can either say that my product solves this need for these type of people mm -hmm. who have this type of pain, or you can look, go to the market and say, okay, what is your pain? How can I solve that? And in either direction, you know, you can kind of have those conversations, but what it does is it gives you a focus for not only, um, you know, understanding the customer, but it's amazing how your communications fall out from it so easily, yeah. you know, and, you know, if you establish five things that really hurt the one person that, you know, you really want to help, then, you know, that's your five messages, you know, mm -hmm. and it's as simple as that, you know, every LinkedIn post, every email, every tweet, it's just to that one person, whether it's that one person or that one persona, you know, it's exactly the same thing. On a realistic level, that's pretty much all we can manage as marketers because there's so many channels and all this sort of stuff that, you know, if we're trying to use them all in the right way, you know, you're only going to be doing it for a maximum of what, one to five personas or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it may be. So, uh, so yeah, absolutely. It's hugely scalable. But I would also say do the stuff that's entirely unscalable. You yeah. know, I mean, that's the fun, you know, write a handwritten letter send a gift to someone you know that's you know that's great <laughs> you know it's, it's inventive and it's creative and it's fun you know we all get too many emails and sending like another mail shot is not going to get you noticed no. especially with that you know that five to ten people who are your core customers you know 100 percent. No. so how, beyond like developing personas how would you recommend that people get empathy in marketing right is there are there any steps that you would recommend people go through <laughs> I think uh, the first thing is a bit of bravery, mm -hmm. you know, so I can, I can say this from personal experience. I'm terrified of being wrong, you know, and, and, and I'm terrified of feeling like I don't know something, yeah. you know, but it's amazing that like, I went through this process about 12 months ago with the company I worked for previously, we in-house, we created a persona and then we took it out to our actual audience, you know, and said, have we got this right? And they went, well, kind of, you know, but then they said, oh, actually, have you thought about this? You know, and have you, have you, you know, actually, I don't feel like that at all. I feel like this, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's a, there's a sense of vulnerability that, you know, you've got to say, you know what, you know, I'm here to help you. So it's not about my ego and, and whether, you know, I feel like I'm right. It's about whether I am right. Cause you've mm -hmm. told me so, you know, there's an element of, you know, then you do another so you have Ooh. to take it with a pinch of salt and sort of rely on your assumptions um but apart from that you know just just um be brave 
speak to your customers mm-hmm. speak to them you know and, and I, I think it'll be amazing what you actually find out do you think focus groups and things like that can help if you know if someone's got a big customer base narrowing it down to i, I think they're a great they're a great first step although i was watching a program the other day because you know the companies that i've sort of worked with i've never actually had the privilege of running a, a focus group so i can't comment mm-hmm. on those specifically you know but i sort of watching this group of people in a room and and for me a focus group specifically seemed like a really bad idea because okay. you know, everyone in the room was influencing one another yeah. you know you had one strong voice in the room and and then someone asked them you know do you agree with that statement that she just made and everyone just sort of sheepishly put their hands up you know because that was what they thought looked good you know so okay. I, I think it's one method but I think you use focus groups as one of a few a few tools to mm-hmm. uh, validate or invalidate your personas or um, your assumptions about your customer um, and you know I, I think you know that's that's just conversation in, in many many forms um, mm-hmm. I guess it depends what you're comfortable with but it also depends on uh, what's practical and realistic for your marketing team as well sure that makes sense um and in terms of reflecting empathy in your content marketing mm-hmm. do you have any suggestions about what people can do to to do that yeah absolutely so um the way that we approached it beforehand was when we were developing our personas which was you know because we were t- targeting the thirty thousand number rather than the 30 number mm-hmm. um was that we listed a bunch of pains you know and it was literally i think it was 10 pains we had on the, on the list and it was amazing how before that point we had very little direction on, on sort of our, our messaging, you know, so everything started with we do this or we do that because, because that's all we knew. We knew about us, mm-hmm. but we didn't know about the people we were helping. But once we had that list of pains, we were able to establish, okay, you know, that's, that's what we can do to help these people. So rather than, um, you know, it's, you know, we do X service, it's we do X service because it helps you in this way, you know, and, and it's a subtle shift in your copy, mm-hmm. um, but it's the type of thing where eventually you're showing the benefits of the user. Ideally, you'd take out the, the we bit at the beginning and just speak about the user entirely, you know, in relation to your product. But, um, you know, that that pay- list of pains was, was really useful and in the way that all of our communications just flowed very, very nicely. Mm-hmm. At that point um so so yeah I'd, I'd really say that empathy and and just looking to understand customers in that way um it's amazing how everything just flows from it really quite naturally after mm-hmm. that point so long as you don't create a document which sits on your google drive and you forget about it because i'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure that's what most people do as well so mm-hmm. yeah i've been there <laughs> <laughs> it always happens you know yes yeah. <laughs> so it's uh it's really good, you know, when, when people actually sort of live and breathe these things. And I think mm. any marketing operation really should be living and breathing the people that they're helping, um, not just, you know, what what they are, you know. And I, I, I think one of the difficulties, especially in sort of product-led companies or tech companies in particular, is that people are very proud of the products they've made and they want to shout about how amazing the product is. Mm-hmm. But it's very rarely in relation to the customer that they're helping. So, uh, you know, yeah. I think those organizations in particular, um, particularly, I think anyone that is thinking that this chat is airy fairy uh, is probably exactly the type of people that should be taking a second glance and saying, yeah. is it 
um, because uh, this is exactly how people's minds work. They, they think about how it can benefit them, not how amazing your product is. And actually using their own empathy. So with case studies and blog content, video content, potentially looking at how they can put themselves into that story, that storytelling, go, oh, actually, I could benefit in that way because this relates to me. 100%. Um, I'm, I'm doing a, a, an email right now, you know, which will go out to the whole marketing community um, all about, you know, storytelling and, and how um, there was a brilliant night campaign where it was just like, it was, it was an everyman, you know, it was, it was a lad who was um, a little bit overweight and the scene was, you know, just him jogging towards the camera and, uh, you know, it was speaking about greatness. You know, and how we're used to with Nike, you know, you sort of see like all these mega fit athletes and uh, LeBron James, you know, dunking on whatever. You know, it was it was speaking about finding greatness in us every day. Mm. You know, and, and the thing that about that story was that it didn't matter who the figure was mm -hmm. in the picture. It was just because this guy, you could put yourself in his shoes, you know, and you could say, oh, actually, that's me. There is greatness mm -hmm. in you know, and that's where the relatability came from that campaign. Um, and that's why it was so powerful. Relatability is a good word. Actually, I like that, you know, being able to, because everybody does it. You know, we all think about well, what if that was me? What if I was in that situation? Does this actually accurately reflect what I'm doing? Absolutely. Well, I think that's, that's the whole point of empathy is that you're able to look at a piece of communication, a piece of branding or a blog post or whatever and say, that's me. Mm -hmm. you know that thing that you've written that's that's me and and you've got a solution for it that's awesome you know yeah. that's that's precisely what you're looking for you know and, and people don't achieve that by speaking about themselves yeah. they speak about it by having the awareness of uh, what the problems the person um you're helping has that's something actually that i think i apply a lot to content that i've written is the so what factor if you can right. read something right. and just go so what is yeah. anyone going to empathize with it because yeah. They, yeah. They, they can't because they no. might be like, like you say, if you're talking about yourself and your business or your product, so what? Yeah. What does absolutely. it mean for me? <laughs> I love that. That's really cool. No, yeah. Uh, no. I'm quite bad for that. I'm a bit ruthless when you get like an e-shot and you're like, so what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, 100%, you know, but it's so important. And um, yeah, no, I think that's a really, really good point. And it's amazing how many things out there in the wild, out there in the real world, out there in the real world by some of the world's leading companies mm. wouldn't pass the so what test so uh you know it's uh it's it's both heartening and disheartening mm -hmm. in that um at least we'll have some work but it's a shame <laughs> <that we're here. laughs> that's a good point um, are there any other examples beyond nike and the marketing meetup which i think solves a pretty real problem for lots of marketers are there any other great examples of empathetic marketing that you can think of so there is um i think patagonia do a great job of it because mm -hmm. um they've sort of their ceo has come out and sort of said about um that every time they double down on their social message their revenue also doubles you know and it's oh, wow. one of those intangible things where like you know people engage and, and and like patagonia because they stand for something they've got a strong viewpoint mm. and i think that's wicked you know and, and and it's really impressive and you can see that the way that they've built a community and a culture around their products you know you see a patagonia logo on something you know that person stands for something mm -hmm. um but i did also hear a quote quite recently which was all about um try not to uh, argue the examples try to argue the logic 
um, which means to say that um, quite a lot of us will hold larger brands and stuff like that in in sort of revenants and, mm -hmm. and sort of, you know, sort of say, oh, I want to be like Nike, but quite a lot of people don't think about, okay, so how did Nike get there? You know, um, or, you know, what's the logic behind, you know, them doing this? Mm -hmm. You know, so I always go back to, I think, discussions about sort of the concept is more beneficial than sort of the example sometimes. I think yeah. sometimes the example discussion loses some people because they go, oh, that's cool, then move on. You know, whereas if they think about the concepts and how they can relate that to their business, because mm -hmm. everyone can do MD. I don't care whether you're Nike or whether you're uh, the corner shop. You know, you can absolutely start taking these principles and applying them in your business. Mm -hmm. And it makes logical sense, you know. And um, it's one of those things that, you know, is always, it's always tricky to talk about. But I think if you can place yourself in that scenario rather than sort of holding Patagonia and Revenants, it's uh, really useful. I think we've all been there. You know, you see like a TV ad or, you know, the dunk in the dark thing. You know, yeah, yeah. that's a brilliant idea, but I could never do it or I don't have the budget to do it. And actually 100%. the logic behind it was they responded to a news item with pith and wit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and absolutely. anyone can do that. 100%, 100%. It's about, it's about accessibility. And, you know, um, I'm sat here in my home office, you know, so there's no way that I'm going to be, you know, putting together an ad with the, or have the research capabilities of Nike, you know, to sort yeah. of run a hundred focus groups and do sort of sentiment analysis and, you know, do uh, scanning on people's brain patterns as they respond <laughs> to a Rocketeer pad. You know, these are all legitimate ways to find out about your customer, but sometimes just good old conversation and, and mm -hmm. logical action sort of speaks volumes. Oh, it does. Oh, you've just blipped out a little bit. Ooh, oh, you're sorry. back. <laughs> I think it might be the weather. I can hear the wind. Uh, well, I think it could also be my crappy village Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll call that. <laughs> cool. Um, and so, if anybody wants to find out more about you, uh, in plus marketing or mm -hmm. um, or the marketing meetup, where can they find yeah. out more about you? Um, so, I spend far too much time on LinkedIn. Um, so that's always the best thing. I'm, uh, I don't know whether you're allowed to swear on this podcast. Are we allowed Go to swear on this podcast? I'll just mark it as explicit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really scared of becoming a LinkedIn knobhead. You know, it's just like, you know, but in either case, I'm on there far too much. I'm probably more accessible there than on email. Um, so just search for Joe Glover. Then the marketing meetup is found at themarketingmeetup.com and Empath Marketing is found at empathmarketing.agency. Um, so yeah, fancy one of those uh, non-normal URLs. <laughs> agency, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was just what was available on GoDaddy, so <laughs> <laughs> not that fancy when you find out the reality. But um, <laughs> it works, it works. Yeah, absolutely, hundred um, percent. But yeah, I mean, I'm always happy to help, and, and increasingly spending time on the road. So, um, you know, always happy to say hello. Great, thanks for your time, Joe. Fabulous. Thank you for having me. It's okay.